I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, I have a conversation with comic industry titan and artist Peter Krause. Peter has collaborated with some of my favorite people in the industry, including Jerry Ordway, Mark Wade, Mark Russell, and so many more. I love his art style, and this interview was a real treat for me, so I really want you to check it out. Make sure to also check out Cameron Reads Comics on Instagram and YouTube. Also, please make sure to leave a five-star rating and review so more people can check out the show. Now, here's your episode. Alrighty, welcome back to Cameron Reads Comics. Uh, I'm Cameron. I just read comics. I love them. And on today's episode, I have one of my favorite creators in the entire industry, Peter Krause. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for the kind words. Oh, this is this is a dream come true, especially because you know it just goes to show we were, we were actually just talking that uh, you you should tell your creators on Twitter that you love them because you know if they're receptive you can have them on your podcast. This we were just talking the same uh, same thing happened when I had Mark Russell on was I told I think I told him like uh, his it must have been Snagglepuss or something I was like I think sure. your Snagglepuss run is like one of the single best series to ever come out and so underrated and he's like oh thank you so much and obviously then I was like, okay, I plugged myself. And so I did the same for Peter and thank you so much for coming on. Well, you know, I do appreciate that. And it is, it is good to hear it because, uh, you know, we work in our little bubbles and, um, sure we get some, you know, response either at shows or social media, but, uh, it's nice to know that, you know, what we're doing has, uh, has an effect on people. It, it really does. Um, and like, I don't know, I'm, I'm biased towards you too, because you've also worked with now, now two of my favorite writers, but we'll, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, actually, I want to talk about your, your experience in the industry. You've been in the industry a long time. And so you're a very seasoned artist. Um, what was your first project in the comic book industry? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, we did, uh, we had a group of guys here in uh, Minneapolis. Then during the eighties, we did a black and white self-published um, book called Entropy Tales. And we did a spinoff from that called Night Wolf, which was a superhero character that I created. Um, so that was, you know, way back when, uh, during the black and white boom. Um, did a little bit of work for uh, Slave Labor Graphics um, and then got a, a bonus book tryout with DC. It was a program where um, uh, up and coming creators could get a chance to actually have something published in, as an insert in, in some of the books. So that was inserted in uh, a Bronze Tiger story that got inserted into uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, so, yes. Um, yeah. So that was, um, you know, the, uh, the initial stuff. And uh, 
did some work for First Comics when that was around, and um, and I eventually all that stuff led to uh, working for DC for about ten years, uh, starting with Star Trek: Next Generation when DC had that license. Oh wow! I never even knew DC had had that license. Yeah, yeah. And in the early nineties, that was my first uh, you know regular DC gig. So um, starting, I think in about like ninety mm, one. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's yeah, awesome. that's uh. And then it was, you know, from there doing uh, a few other projects for DC, Metropolis Special Crimes Unit was a miniseries yeah. written by Cindy Goff. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Power Shazam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, that was uh, um, a lot of fun. And uh, did that for, you know, close to four years. Yeah, that's that's. A crazy run. Actually, Metropolis SCU. I'm a huge uh, Gotham Central fan, uh, yeah. obviously, and and I didn't even realize a Metropolis book like that had come out. And so I'm I'm actually really excited to go pick that up, especially for your art. Yeah, well, it um, <laughs> it definitely was a time where the art was changing a little bit. We, you know, we won a at the time these things weren't huge, um, but uh, we won a Glad Award for that. Oh wow! It really does center on uh, Maggie Sawyer. Exactly. Yeah. And um, uh, Cindy, who um, went on to work in uh, uh, other industries, she was a fantastic writer, and uh, a, it was a really, really great story. That's yeah. It's I'm a huge Maggie Sawyer, Dan Turpin fan, so I, I'm okay, glad. Well, yeah, exactly. You gotta, that's you got to go look for those back issues. Oh no, I'm I'm very lucky to uh, I'm a DC Universe Infinite subscriber, so I can okay. travel. I travel with my iPad. I'll pick them up. I'll totally read them. That's how I'm going through right now. Uh, Ron Mars's Green Lantern. This all the oh. all the old Kyle Rayner stuff because I I actually interviewed Ron too. He's he's a great guy. Ron's um, a good friend. Ron's a good friend of mine. I'm sure he appreciated the oh the kind words and the support. He's in my, he's in my fantasy football league. So oh, that's great. Oh, how how how'd that pan out? Or is it, it Super Bowls next weekend? So. Yeah. Um, well, we have a we have a fantasy football league that's um, twelve guys, you know, scattered <laughs> over the country, and it's almost it's all comic book uh, professionals or their kids. Oh, so that's we've got awesome! Andy Parks, Phil Hester, Ron Mars, Dan Jurgens oh. is our commissioner. Oh my gosh, uh, those are all Midwestern guys. Are you? That's all because I I went to school at University of Northern Iowa, and so okay. I ended up going to. Galaxy. I won't hold that against you. Oh, hey, let's not be I'm like a that. Gopher, so. <laughs> no, we have. I went to GalaxyCon in Minneapolis, I think 2019, okay. and I, I saw Doug Monkey. I saw yeah. Dan Jurgens. Uh, yeah. but, but and then where I went to school is uh, right by where Phil Hester lived, because he would come okay. at the comic shop. He'd do signings to the comic shop. I worked at all the time, and I was like, oh my gosh. That's what got me in the door. Is they had a green lint or green arrow sketch on the wall. I was like, oh my gosh, Phil Hester. So. That's awesome. That's I love to hear that you guys are like doing that. I'm I'm friends with Lee Luffridge, who does. Okay. Uh, he's a, obviously a colorist and he, a really good colorist, by uh, the way. I amazing. really like Lee's stuff a lot. That's yeah. He's she's. I met him at a car meetup, and so the way you're telling me there's a fantasy football league, there's also a obviously a car community within the comics industry. I just I love that. I love seeing your guys's other hobbies because I'm sure you have so much more to your life than obviously what I'm uh drooling over, right? <laughs> well I hope we have other things that 
they're going on. So. I remember Donnie Kate said something a long time ago and he said, I posted a photo uh, on my wedding day and people in the comments were asking me about whole questions. <laughs> and I'm like, I just never want to be that guy. <laughs> um, okay. So was it, were you a child into comics or was it um, the work itself that brought you to that front? Um, you mean as far as when I was a kid, was I a yeah. comic book fan? Yeah, were you a comic book kid? Because I feel like some people just kind of end up in the industry end that up way. In the industry. Sure, sure. Um, well, uh, really beginning, like I would say, you know, I was about third grade. Um, I ended up making very good friends with two other of my classmates that were just huge into comics, huge into drawing. And it was, yeah, it was, you know, we it was kind of a, I guess the ideal type of thing where you had the corner drugstore, you bought the yeah. comics, we'd go to each other's house, we'd trade comics, we'd draw. Um, uh, so yes, I was, I was totally into comics. Um, probably the first comic that I really got excited about was World's Finest. Oh, wow. Um, just because, wow, you get Superman and Batman you know, every month together, what could be better than that? Absolutely. Um, I ended up, you know, when I started uh, buying some Marvel comics, I, you know, Daredevil ended up being my, you know, favorite character. And I was, you know, lucky enough to get, to draw a couple yeah. Daredevil stories. So, so, you know, but uh, yes, good friends, drawing, trading comic books. Uh, oh, yeah. I have very fond memories of that. And uh, definitely, provided the background for what I'm doing now. That's so awesome. Cause uh, yeah, no. And, and now you're, I also, that was a book I found out that you did. I, I researched your body catalog of work. Cause you never know also like what, right, right. Who, who you're talking to is worked on. And so th- you and Mark Wade, that's Mark Wade's my favorite writer in the entire industry. And so uh-huh. I have a lot of your meaningful questions and even the collaborative process, but um, it's. Mark it's, is a very, very talented guy. So. Oh, he's. Yeah, it's, I'm a huge fan, but, um, okay. Let's start with power of Shazam. What I've read most recently, Jerry Ordway. Yeah. Industry Titan. What was that collaborative process like? Cause he had, you know, set the stage in the graphic novel that he had done. And then you, you picked up on the ongoing. What, what was that like to walk into that project? Uh, well, first of all, you know, Jerry's also very Midwest. I mean, I believe he grew up in the Milwaukee area, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, working with Jerry, uh, you know, always very, very supportive, but getting that assignment was interesting because, uh, at the same time that that was up for grabs, I was also being offered, uh, Star Wars, series dark horse dark horse had the license at the time and um like uh an x-wing you know i don't know if it was an ongoing or a mini it's been you know a few years um you know mike waringo was originally supposed to draw power of shazam and that would have been fantastic of course um um but uh he ended up taking a different assignment Mm. so uh I can remember the conversation with Mike Carlin and he was kind of hemming and hawing about uh, giving me the um, job. And I finally said, okay, well, look, I've got another offer on the table. Let's, uh, if you want to offer me the job, I will take the job. And and he did. Um, But working with Jerry was wonderful. He's 
again, very supportive. Uh, it was, you know, it, you know, Captain Marvel or Shazam. Yeah. Want to describe, you know, it's one of the icons. It's, uh, I thought that if I didn't do anything else in comics after that, I could always hang my hat on the fact that I, you know, drawn uh, Captain Marvel. Um, it's, it was fun. It, um, you know, we had a great time being, uh, you know, honoring the past. Yeah. But, you know, putting our, our own twist on it. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was great fun. And then when we needed to have, you know, fill-ins as we did along the way there, um, there was the guys that were heroes of mine growing up, you know, mm -hmm. Gil Kane, uh, Kurt Swan, uh, they, you know, did some of the, the fill-in issues. Oh, no um, way. Mike Manley, Mike Manley doing the uh, inks for the first half yeah. of my run and, then it was Dick Giordano, and Dick oh, was wow. always very, very supportive of my work. Just uh, a sweetheart. So you know, that's we so had, cool. We had a lot of talents. We had a lot of talents surrounding us. Yeah, and I want you to know too that, like, if if you don't hear this, let me be the one to say it. I think Jerry Ordway gets a lot of credit for that run, and obviously, rightfully so. Yes, but he does. Your yeah. art on that book is, and I, I think this is what I said to you on Twitter. It's my definitive. Captain Marvel art because literally it is I think there there's such a tangible CC Beck influence which is so ingrained in that character and yeah. like your it's it's your transformations that you do there's it within the first couple issues obviously the first issue there's a flying sequence and I just remember watching that everyone on that issue is firing on all cylinders. It's just the color palette is absolutely perfect. The, you know, obviously I think your art's wonderful. The inking on, on top of your art is just like chef's kiss. So I want you to know that for me, like this, this is a character that's had a complicated history of writers and what DC is going to do with it. But I think your run is the definitive run. And I think that that book wouldn't be what it is without your contribution. So I just, I'm a huge fan. Well, you're very, very sweet, <laughs> but you know, what's coming up is that, you know, Mark Wade's going to be writing and Dan Moore is going to be doing the artwork for, I know DC. it. And it looks, I mean, from just the stuff I have, yeah. you know, I have no insight of course, yeah. what I've seen online and it looks fantastic. Yeah. There's, there's a color, there, you know, there's a costume that he's wearing that's not the costume he's been wearing. And that gets me so excited because I'm much more of a Captain Marvel than a Shazam guy. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I love the new 50, like Gary Frank on that book, you know, too. And Jeff Johns's run was, was wonderful. But there's something about like the, you leaned into, like to your point, the old timiness of uh, some of the, the, the classic golden age of it all within your run. That was so good. So I'm a huge fan. And it's crazy to see how you guys were drawing um, Black Adam and to what he's looking like now, I think is so <laughs> so funny. You know? Well, in some ways, he's kind of eclipsed uh, uh, Captain Marvel in the, in the DC universe. You know, they're always looking for a, all-powerful villain and yeah it's interesting how the black adams become that yeah especially i don't know if you read dark crisis especially with everything he was up to in dark crisis mm -hmm. um how so how did you feel about captain marvel before that did you like love his stories were you reading like there's the 
say my name. There's the Shazam series where CC Beck did the art. Were you reading those or no? I mean, I was aware of it. Um, I was a huge Superman guy. I mean, I still am a huge Superman guy. I got to do, what was it, four Superman fill-ins. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Superman is, you know, the DC character as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, but certainly, yeah. Uh, you couldn't be a comic book geek without uh, realizing uh, what, you know, Shazam or Captain Marvel yeah, yeah. is uh, to the history of comics. That's, that's a character that, you know, was at one time was the most popular uh, of the superhero comics. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's getting, getting his, getting the assignment uh, was a bit daunting. Let's put yeah. it that way. Oh, I believe it. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, also, I wrote in my notes. I have a request of you: is to please. I need your your Captain Marvel uh, with Mark Wade's writing. Just that's a person. I'm asking a personal favor. Okay, that is because I know you guys know. I know you've collaborated before. All right, because <laughs> I know you're familiar. <laughs> that would be the best take. I'm just gonna say. Well, that. That would be very interesting. I think they've got. I think they've got a pretty talented guy. Oh, Dan Moore's amazing. On the book <laughs> right now, so uh, I don't think anybody's going to be disappointed with the I with the I, I believe it. I be, but if he needs an annual done, I just want you to put your hat in the ring. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, but um, no, it's been many many years since I've worked for DC. So uh, yeah, you know. yeah, absolutely. Um, now, okay, Mark Wade, great transition. My favorite writer, I just everything he does, and especially because I think to your, I think actually what you're what you're saying is his favorite character is also Superman, and I think that yes, it he, is. tonally you can see that yeah, that influence in both of uh, your guys' work. So, sliding into Irredeemable, what was the collaboration like on a project like that, where you're taking these themes and you're building them from the ground up? Uh, wow. Uh, you know, I just reread the book, uh, just because, you know, some, you know, somewhere in the next year, if everything aligns, we're doing a mini series. Oh, wow. Or boom with the irredeemable characters that was announced during the Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. So I'm not, you know, yeah, you're not, not, I didn't scoop anyone. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm not spilling any beans that aren't already been spilled. <laughs> oh, just to uh, reacquaint myself with things. And uh, I just go <laughs> reading that. Wow. We introduced a ton of content, a bunch of characters, uh, some really classic uh, bits that, you know, Mark provided mm-hmm. for our, uh, us to draw. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really jam packed. And to try to even, you know, the, as a creator, on the book, even to try to wrap my head around it now is 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 tough. Uh, I was just talking to somebody about reading the Cimmerillion by Tolkien and how you oh, had to wow. keep on, you know, looking at the footnotes and everything. And yeah. uh, I think that when we do do the miniseries, I'm going to have to have that, you know, complete irredeemable right by my, yeah. you know, drawing space just to go back and go, oh yeah, that's that alien character that we introduced here and oh yeah that's you know who she was and uh you know and when you're working on a monthly book it's just like breakneck 
um, pace. You're kind of designing as you go along. Uh, it's so, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a lot of stuff, a lot yeah. of work. Uh, but I'm looking forward to, um, to working with Mark again. Is it, um, well, like, which do you prefer? Is it building the universe from scratch or do you think having the foundation of, you know, like for something like power of Shazam, you know, we, we all have a idea of what those characters are going to look like. You, you kind of, you have reference when, with sure. something like irredeemable, do you prefer like making it all up or like, you know, his costumes or all, all those characters looks, which do you prefer is, or which one's maybe, obviously I think one's maybe harder than the other, but. Yeah. Uh, I think they both have, you know, some sort of appeal and I think you're right. Uh, doing the uh, stuff from scratch. Um, I, certainly there's satisfaction in doing that. Uh, you know, knowing it's, you're really owning the character. Nobody's going to compare uh, your artwork to someone who went before. And just by definition, uh, you're doing the definitive take on the character. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, not to say that, but, but like when I was working on Power Shazam, Jerry provided such a good visual template in the, uh, the graphic novel yeah. that uh, it was really fun to riff off of that. I love doing, you know, like the art deco architecture that uh, uh, Jerry had, you know, kind of defined yeah. Fawcett as being, you know, a, a city that was in some ways, at least visually, you know, stuck in that era. Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun. I, you know, pulling out the Art Deco books and, mm. uh, um, you know, I think, uh, in fact, I probably still have it around here someplace. Um, Mike Carlin gave me, a, who was our editor on the yeah. series, uh, gave me a book and signed it and, and said, here's, you know, something to start on as far as uh, Art Deco reference. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's, that's amazing. It's, it's, it's cool to hear uh, that, you know, I like, I love that, you know, the city can be a character as well. And I think that's something yes. that hopefully we're leaning into, you know, it's not something I've understood before, but I think everyone knows, you know, uh, Metropolis needs a globe on top of the daily planet. Right. And so yes. tonally th things like that. So I'm, I'm glad to hear like, Oh, that I think Fawcett did have that in, in your story. So also, now that I was thinking about Irredeemable as you were talking, and I a page got stuck in my mind. It was probably it's in the first volume, and it's uh, when you find out the Plutonian has gone to the moon just for some peace and quiet. There is no text on that page. That is all you. And so, and I wanted to say that was like one of my favorite pages of all time. So, oh, mad, wow, mad props. that's very yeah. sweet. Uh, thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. I'm just gonna just gush my compliments all over you because I have your attention. I have a captive audience right now, so <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, and then uh, one of my like my last question is really, you also do work in storyboarding, which I think is so interesting. Yeah. Uh, how does that compare to comics? Does one does do does the comics influence going into storyboarding, or did the style of storyboarding influence the comics? Like how, or are they just completely different? How does that work? Uh, yeah, I don't do a whole lot anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it was it was because I did comics that I got in the door to do um, advertising storyboards, and it it goes to show you you just don't know. Where these connections are going to come yeah. i was uh 
coaching my middle son in t-ball and struck up a conversation with one of the other parents, one of the dads on, uh, who had a kid on the team. And uh, he found out he drew comics. And he goes, comics? He goes, that's kind of like storyboarding. He goes, I work at a production house. I'm a director. Um, occasionally, we need somebody to draw storyboards. Would you be interested? And I said, sure, why not? That's so cool. And, you know, so for a period of time there, um, basically from the early 2000s until, you know, we started doing Irredeemable, I was primarily, you know, working in advertising storyboards yeah. at that time. But I just, I still had to scratch the itch for comics. I felt like there was, I hadn't quite refined my drawing and hadn't quite accomplished everything that I wanted to. Mm. So, uh, so, you know, Irredeemable came around basically because I had, I had done a short story um, with uh, Derek McCulloch, who I think believe was the, uh, the writer mm. um, for Image Popgun Anthology. And at the time, uh, Boom had an open forum where you could post uh, drawings, comic book work. And I just posted some of the stuff from there. And I actually got contacted from Boom about doing uh, Irredeemable. No. And so that uh, that led to me doing the the book. Was it was it ever hard? Because there's totally obviously it's it's reverse Superman, you know, right. and and not and not in the way of like a you know he's evil Superman because it's there's so many other factors in that story that influence. Like for me, the one that that sticks out in my brain is uh, as soon as he I, I forget the the his romance his lois lane equivalent in the right. story but when she, when she finds out who he is she tries to scoop the story and tries to run and and reveal a secret identity and he has he has a freak well, she's up she's upset mm -hmm. i mean he kept that from her um he wasn't being honest you know yeah. with her i um a perfectly human absolutely you know, uh, but you know, result of, of things. It's not going to be all hunky dory like uh, you know. It might be in Metropolis. You know, yeah. Clark taking his shirt off and showing Lois the S, and everything's happy, happy ever after. Yeah. It's. I mean, you know, Mark. I I think Mark had a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, perverting these uh, you know Superman expectations. As, you know, and he loves the character like I do. Of course, yeah, you guys, yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's what I had to, was, was that ever a challenge? Was that like, no, but it sounds like, it sounds like it was fun. It, because also like, I think that's one of the biggest strengths of, of indie comics is that you can, you can, or even if Boom is even considered indie anymore, because I think Boom and Image are the two titans in the industry now. Sure. But um. I think that's the fun is like, you can take tropes that, you know, and subvert them in, right. in a story that neither of those places could, or Marvel or DC could ever tell. And so it's, it's so cool. And, it, and especially like, you know, the, the power that that's having in other medias, you know, with the boys, obviously, but also irredeemable is getting your guys's volume sell out so quick. The first omnibus that I, I had to swipe it off before it, it was the last one on the shelf at the comic shop I went to. Uh, I, I will say that uh, it's very nice getting those quarterly checks. Good, good. 
you've earned them. Awesome. 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 Okay. Last question I have for you because you've been so kind with your time. Um, if you have the time to read your poll list, what is your favorite series in your poll list right now? I will buy, well, first saga is great. Um, I will buy anything that Brubaker and Phillips put out. Um, Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Sean's work and, and Ed's writing. Yeah. Uh, they never miss for me. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Hellboy fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jimbo Yusagi is great. Oh, great. Uh, Stan Sakai is a master. Oh man. Uh, And, uh, you know, what else? Oh, um, the good Asian. Fantastic. I I loved it. Uh, I, you know, I sat down and read those volumes and, uh, wow it was was so so good um and i'm probably missing some other ones but uh you know those those are the ones that come to mind right off the top of my head oh man you know what's so funny is the the ongoing one and when i talked to mark russell and it's been a common theme with a lot of people that i talked to is that sean phillips and ed brubaker they're they're not i love those guys like everything they're they put out i'm buying and reading because they're just that good but the every comic writer is just in love with them and i love that because after i read bad weekend that changed uh that changed you know how i thought about the industry because Mm -hmm. it was it was that and and especially i think sean phillips obviously amazing art but jacob's colors over Sean's yes yes i you know i've got to meet both of them because i did go to thought bubble last year and and jacob did some you know we did a kickstarter right the, the crime Graphic novel, Blacking Out, Chip Mosher, my friend Chip Mosher, who used to be head of Comixology Originals. Oh, okay. Um, Chip wrote the story. We did a Kickstarter. Uh, Some of the um, ancillary artwork we had, uh, uh, if you pledge at a certain level, you got what we called lobby cards. Uh, We had Jacob do a lot of the coloring on that. Oh, wow. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, Jacob is, you know, I haven't read... Texas blood yet. Yeah. Um, I'm, I know I have to do that. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Jacob, if you do listen to this, uh, <laughs> you have to catch up on that. But uh, um, yeah, Jacob is fantastic. And I've even we've had a couple of conversations on Twitter. I said, do you even flat your colors? I said, I, I really like the way you're doing your coloring yeah. where you're just, it seems so free. And I said, you know, if I do some more coloring on interior work, I'm going to copy what you're doing. I hope you're all right with that. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's re- and, I, and it's really fun to talk to Lee about Jacob's coloring and especially even now his art. I'm so glad to see he's working with Chip Zdarsky because uh, you know, he's yeah. new burn. I, that's another one I'm actually going to read when it's collected. Uh, I have, I read the first issue and it was awesome. And so it's like tonally the hard boiled stuff is my absolute favorite. So uh, yeah, I love that stuff. I, I love to draw that stuff. It's oh, great. It's uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, on the side right now we've finished i've finished all the artwork on the ahoy series oh, my, uh, bad. my bad that you know mark russell and bryce Singman uh have uh written and uh now i'm working on another story with uh chip mosher and oh wow uh, awesome this is another crime type thing it's it's pretty dark 
Oh, well, I you know, when I'm going to go read my bad and Metropolis SCU and then okay. I'll go, when that's coming out, I'll gladly, I'd love to have you back because I just want to pick your sure. brain more and more next, next con. I know that you're at, I'm going to, I'm going to save up some money to get a, a, a Captain Marvel commission. Yeah, that's a bucket list item for me because I think okay. they're, they're amazing. So thank you so much, Peter, for coming on the podcast. Uh, let me talk your ear off about your amazing body of work. Um, Please let uh, our audience know where they can find you on social media so that they can see what you're posting and everything. Yeah, I'm only really I'm only active on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have a, you know, a Hive account, but um, no Facebook. Uh, but you can find me on, on Twitter. And my handle is Peter G. Krause, uh, middle initial G. Great. So uh, that's where I, you know, occasionally post stuff that I'm working on. Yeah. And, and you know, there might be a few political things on there as well you know what that's that's what it's for so that's what we have we have your you know that's your platform so you can do what as you please with it but thank you so much for coming on the camry's comics hey everyone listening uh please sure to clobber those like and subscribe buttons and uh leave a five-star rating interview so other people can find the podcast we will see you later